I have a good hint, though, for a helpful hint for uh, helping inspire your kids to read, and that's find something that they're passionate about Mm -hmm. and help them find books on that. problem. That's a match made in heaven right here. <laughs> yeah, I've been to both places. That sounds good. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. We're here for another episode of The Bridge Podcast. I'm joined with Denise Harper from The Morning Show. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. Jeff Twilley is here. Jeff. Hello. Good to see you. And Ben Sorrels as well. Hey, hey. It's good to have all of you here. And I wanted to you know, get together with people who had kids and had moved through that stage of Teaching their kids to read. Mm. Yeah. You remember those days? Yeah. Yeah. Some difficulties, of course, right? But a lot of fun can be had, too. So I thought today we could talk about teaching our kids to read and and see where that leads them. But I wanted to remind you that Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant is our sponsor. They are generous enough to sponsor this podcast, which is just incredible. We're so grateful for that. You can enjoy the pleasures of the second season. That's what we call it around here. At the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant, right on the boardwalk in Rehoboth Beach. They're open seven days a week, all year long. An incredible getaway for locals um, that the tourists seem to know about. And locals, you know, you need to get out there and and show some support. So visit online at boardwalkplaza.com to get all the details about that location. Now, I can remember when my little girl, like she was our first child, and the baby books started coming out, you know, and we would point at the pictures and they'd have, you know, a few words on each page. And uh, and I thought she was getting it, you know, but I, it didn't really hit me until the day she started to tell me um, the words that I was skipping, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it's bedtime. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> you know, you're reading along. You're reading, oh, she's not going to catch the, this. The abridged the, version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You try to cut out certain scenes or you try to skip pages and it's like, no, daddy, go back. You forgot when this happened and that happened. I was like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, yeah. you know. But, um, but Denise, you raised two children. I started reading to my kids before they were even born. Oh. And oh, so wow. from the time they were newborns, I, I, I read to them. I, I had little, those board books Right. You know, with the really thick cardboard. Oh, yeah. They were and short. I, yeah. And I started reading through those and pointing out pictures and mm-hmm. talking about the characters. And uh, I I loved because when they got old enough to start turning the pages themselves mm-hmm. right. and interacting in the stories, that made it really fun. Yes. And then I knew they were really getting it when they were starting to tell the story back to me. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I have a good hint, though, for a helpful hint for oh. uh, helping inspire your kids to read, and that's find something that they're passionate about mm-hmm. and help them find books on that. So right. a good trip right. to the library. You know, my, my son hated to read and hated to read all the stuff that he had to read for school, but he loves history. And so I tried to find some age-appropriate historical books, and that just really brought it out. That's for him. something. Even as a little guy, he was yeah. interested in history. Yes, very neat. Yeah, I see that with uh, with our son. He likes, you know, soldiers and you know the planes and the tanks and the guns mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That yeah. seems to be his. Th- he loves soldiers in any form. <laughs> <laughs> so that seems to be his yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, Ben, you've got 
few kids too that yes. you've taught to read. Yes, I, I have two. I have mm-hmm. a girl is my oldest and a boy is my youngest, and yeah. they could not be more different. Um, we started with both of them when they were infants. And there's something about listening to someone tell a story. Yes. I mean, I think almost any age could just sit down and listen. And it's like reading is a pathway to your imagination and mm-hmm. to learning. And, and so they, they, they love to hear stories, which then gave them the love of reading. And then because they had the love of reading... Um, it kind of encouraged their imagination and, and they learned some Bible stories and, mm-hmm. and just learning new things. So um, my daughter is very much a fiction uh, person. Mm-hmm. And so as we, we tried to make sure they were reading on their level, but um, if they wanted to go a little farther, that would, that would be good. We right. try not Push to go their... backwards so they get bored. Mm-hmm. But, right, right. <laughs> but they had their favorites. It was it was fun. Uh, now my son loves nonfiction, sharks and um, animals specifically. Neat. So it was really interesting. As a matter of fact, he is more uh, hands-on, outdoor kind of a a guy um, learning. And so we had him go to the library, and he read to a dog. Get out. And it was interesting because. Um, he was just like, no, I don't want to go. I know I hate reading. I blah blah blah, which he really doesn't. But he has to get get going. So when he got to the library, the dog just kind of took over, hmm. and so that was really cool. You know, the dog was happy to see him and rolling all over. And as he read the story, the dog would kind of snuggle up a little closer, oh, and so so cool. It turned into a good experience. You know, where did you Where did you do this uh, reading to the dog? Uh, we did it at our local library. Okay, um, our local library is in Denton. And okay, um, I, as I understand, a lot of libraries offer that. Mm-hmm. So um, check out your local library, I would say. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a neat, a neat way to get the stress off of reading. My son's always been like, oh, well, you know, I have to do it. But um, once you get going, you can see his wheels start turning and, and he just relaxed and, and started reading. Like he was... Oh, my word. He was on his belly, and then he was standing up, and then he was petting the dog and leaning over while reading and holding the book underneath of him. So, no yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really neat. That is awesome. So, Jeff, your kids are uh, various ages, right, from high yes. school down to uh, elementary? Or? Um, well, she just started seventh grade. Seven. So okay, yep, so, so middle yep. school, yeah. Yep. So I have three. My daughter, she's 12. My mm-hmm. middle son's 14, and my oldest is uh, 16. Well, they'll be fourteen and sixteen soon. So I've got a. They're uh, all almost teenagers with my yeah. daughter next year. So, oh boy. so yeah. I um. This has been a, a you know great uh, a passion of mine. When my kids were young, we started it birth, you know, not before, but for you, it was, Denise was before birth. Um, it was a little more convenient. Yeah, you win. <laughs> yeah, you do. So, um, but we did, I mean, I, I, you know, friends and, and people that said just, it's, it's such a good thing. So every night it was, I mean, you know, right before bedtime, mm-hmm. was, they learned that that's what we were going to do. Um, we've got the, the, the children's Bible that's got the pictures and all right. kinds of neat stuff. And it's, it's kind of formatted for, for uh, very short stories and appropriate ones they could understand. So that that was just a huge thing, and we did it every night. Even 
my wife and I would share it. I did it most of the time, mm-hmm. um, even when you didn't feel good, even if the day was long, you know, so it, it was something that we tried very hard not to miss. Um, Dr. Seuss, we had oh, every yes. book ever made. Um, so that was that was a good one, too. I, I used to love to read those. And, and um, Ben said the library, the uh, we took our kids to the library often and just, you know, allowed them to pick some books. Now, sometimes that, that kind of backfired on us, depending on how long it was. And uh, <laughs> it's amazing when they're young, you can skip a whole chapter and they don't know about yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, it, it was, uh, I, I, I think it's one of the biggest, uh, biggest things you can do for your child in early development and breathing you know, the, the love of reading into them. So mm-hmm. now have Absolutely. they all embraced it? Uh, my daughter. <laughs> okay. My, my middle son, he never stops reading now. He day, night, he'll read a book a day. I mean, he's, he no is, kidding, he is yeah. a huge avid reader. No lie. We actually have to tell my son. Sometimes you have to put the, put the book down. Yeah. We're leaving. Right. Cause he'll walk out the door, mm-hmm. walking down the steps with his, with a book in his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to trip and fall. So <laughs> close it temporarily till we get in the car. So I, I, you know, often wonder uh, if that's, you know, just, uh, um, just, a you know, what happened from all this reading if that, you know, so, but it, so he's, he's our reader. So mm-hmm. we, we're very, we're proud of that. That's wonderful. So. Yeah. I can remember one of the first times uh, that I really figured out Amelia loved to read my daughter was when we went to the library to get a couple of kids books, you know, and I'm thinking, well, these are going to be books we'll read when we get home at night, the bedtime routine. And we get home and I said, well, grab your books. And she went to leave like two of them in the car. And I said, no, bring all your books in. We need all your books. She's like, well, I've already read those. I was like, what do you mean? We just got them at the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I read them on the way home. So I, I thought, oh, man, here we go. You know, And she's been a voracious reader. She's, yeah. you know, yeah. she reads tons and tons of stuff, which is wonderful, which, you know, it helps in a lot of different areas. There are a lot of um, intangible benefits, both, you know, the education, you know, obtaining all these words that they can use to express Mm -hmm. themselves and understand their world. But um, there, you know, there are neurological, educational, psychological, social, and linguistic benefits. Mm -hmm. And all that, you know, just to, just to say that you set your child up for uh, a stronger future if you work with them early on reading. Um, what were some of the experiences you had, Denise, when they started to enter school? Um, and, you know, either either they had to wrestle with starting to learn to read uh, the school books to get their work done, or they had to read, you know, assigned, assigned reading, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what were some of the hurdles that you faced in the reading development area? I think it's just innate that we don't want to have to do homework. Yes. (laughs) When when reading is part of it, one of the things I would ask them to do is read it and then tell me about it. Okay. Comprehension. And so, yeah, yeah, so that I could make, because it, I could sit and read something and read it, then I could read it again and again and not get anything out of it because my mind's somewhere else. Mm. So trying to teach my kids to, you know, take your time reading through it. And try either try and visualize it, mm-hmm. just you know, if it's a story, try and see it come to life in your head, so that it it has more impact to you. Right. If you were to ask my kids what I would tell them all the time about reading, I would say, readers are leaders. That's correct. And yep. it is so important for you to to get this. I would say that would be one of the things that 
that was helpful for my kids is right. to just try to help them not just make it a reading, not just read you know, through and get their time get in, mm-hmm. yeah, but actually really like it. wait and kind of comprehend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Ben, did you have any hurdles or frustrations, you or your wife, when, when the kids were learning to read or getting their first reading assignments? Well, um, when they got into school, we had um, a program. Um, I really like this about the school. They had two men, two 15-minute um, sessions that they had to do every night. Hmm. And they had a little reward system, and they could get a medal once they read 100 books and then 200. And they said something about – now, of course, this is on their level, books on their level. Sure, right. But I was like, 100 books? Oh, my <laughs> word. You know, But they hmm. – it's amazing how fast you can go through that. And then they have to write down just a tiny little summary after each, hmm. each time, and we kind of check it and – so sometimes you would get the I don't want to, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. but um, if if they get a choice in what they read, I mm. think that's a big thing. It kind of inspires Huge them a little difference. bit. Mm-hmm. So um, my thing would say would be to say um, let them let them choose a little bit of of what mm. they want to read. Absolutely, and rewards yeah. are inspiring. Yes. Does anybody remember the Book It program? Yeah, that was when I was a kid. Pizza it's, Hut, it, yeah, man, yeah, that was wonderful. That, yeah. Used to work awesome. so hard yes. to get that personal pan pizza. Absolutely, <laughs> they we, still do some of that, but I don't had know if Book It still around. A bookmobile, okay. come near. Do you remember those? Uh-huh. I don't even yeah. know if they still have them. Um, and I was like, oh, that's the most awesome thing, you know. And so we would go on there and get to pick out a few books and. You know, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Jeff, any hurdles that you or your wife experienced when, when trying to teach the kids to read? Sure. Yeah, plenty. I mean, the biggest was, like you said, um, my daughter never really wanted to read the book. So just getting her to read it, mm-hmm. um, accountability, you know, how, how far are you on your book today? So oh, you, okay. And my wife was very good at that. She she would, you know, motivate her. Okay, if you do, you only got do one chapter a day. Mm-hmm. So staying, staying on them and accountability, that's the biggest thing, especially when you have like my daughter that that um doesn't she didn't she, she'll read but she's not her thing if she mm-hmm. her spare time she's not grabbing a book she likes art and other things mm-hmm. my son will read the book in an afternoon but he won't do the book report or the follow-up mm-hmm. and, and try to come up with some rewards for him to okay you read the book that's great but there's there's another part of this you have to do for school mm-hmm. or whatever so, but the rewards, you guys were bringing up, stealing all my examples there. <laughs> Being last on the podcast is not good. Not always good. We'll, we'll go around the other way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's there right. you go. That's right. But the, 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 the Pizza Hut thing, my daughter used to love that. I mean, mm-hmm. my, yeah, my daughter my needs a goal. She has to have a, a, a written down, it's tangible, and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, that, and then mm-hmm. she'll do it. She's, mm-hmm. she's really good like that. So, but that's, those are things. Just one as a parent. Just, you know, you get busy, stay, you know, say, oh, I got to remind my kid about this or stay on this book thing. So, I mean, make make their reading, you know, something that, that you hold them accountable for because it's important. Well, so. what, well, what about that? Now, you, because you mentioned it's frustrating maybe for your daughter to receive reading assignments. That's where I fell. I used to love to read when I was little. And um, but I could grab what I wanted, you know, at least from the books that were available in the library or things that were in the kids section or that we had at home. But when it came time to be assigned something to read, it felt like such a weight. I didn't want. So how did you and your wife 
go about selecting reading material for your kids. And and we're still doing that because just last night my, my son has to read a book and he has an essay to do on it. Mm. And he's not feeling good. So last night he and I, you know, I was trying to trying to give him some inspiration. Mostly just what I always say to him, especially when they're stuck, is I'll help you. You know, it's okay. You read the book. What, what were some what were some stuff you really liked about it? What are some highlights? What are some exciting parts? So just being there beside your kid instead of just you know, hand them the book and say, you better get it done Friday night or else. Right. You know? some, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. consequence. Yeah. Be there for your kids. Now, don't do it for them. Some, mm-hmm. I've seen some parents actually, hey, let me help you write that. I'll type for you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do not do that for them. So, yeah, um, yeah long run, that's not yeah. a help. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it, it's my, my biggest thing is, is uh, just, you know, be there for them and, and, and you know, come alongside them mm-hmm. if they're struggling with, with doing that. I mean, it's just, it's a daunting task for them. Mm-hmm. Try to break it down and say, okay, we'll do, we'll do a third of it tonight. You know, now my son does good with that. Cause if we have to do it all in one night and he does tonight, it's due Wednesday. So he and I are going to be <laughs> working on this. Yeah. So, um, but that, that's the biggest thing is coming alongside your kids and helping them when they're, when they're struggling with this mm-hmm. stuff. So. I saw a fantastic idea from a teacher. She said uh, one of her girlfriends gave her a whole bunch bag full of beanie babies because you know they were going to be a big hit and now they're kind of like you can't give them away which she did so so the teacher came up with an idea she's a teacher of um, a young readers and so she created these little labels that almost look like a uh, like a little birth certificate mm. with the name of the beanie baby and then each child got to adopt a pet from the Beanie Baby basket. But their commitment was that they had to care for their pet every day by reading to it for 20 minutes every day. Oh, that's cool. And they actually sign on the birth certificate that they, you know, they put their name on it. They will be responsible for the... They would be responsible for the care of their new pet. Sure. And I thought, what a great idea. Well, cool and, and get idea. creative. Yeah, and, yeah. and tailor it to your kid. I mean, one yeah. of the things for my son who reads too much, um, we're getting to the point of content. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's read the Harry Potter books so many times. <laughs> so I want him to read certain books that I feel would, would you know, something he could benefit from. Mm-hmm. So if, if you read one of my books, you can get, you know, so just find something that your kid enjoys an extra time of, of whatever. Right. Like right. Ice cream. So that yeah. just get creative with your kid. Mm-hmm. You, nobody knows your kid better than you. So. You know what my kids like? Um, it is if you make it an experience kind of a thing, mm-hmm. like this is your reading chair. And this is, you know, my kids are all about walking through the house with blankets and this, that, and the other. They're so tactile. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's like this ghost comes out in the morning. You know, it's really my son under a white blanket, but, you know, <laughs> he's just snuggly, whatever. So right. he gets in his little beanbag chair and he has his blanket and it's all, you know, just so. And then he's ready to read. You know, my mm-hmm. daughter's very much like that. Um, I'm going to go sit in this corner. This is my reading corner, Dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Whatever works for you. That's great. <laughs> you know, but it's all about this is my reading time. You know, I kind of look at that sometimes in my life. I like to, there's certain places I like to read. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my thing was it's white page with black letters and it's boring, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but if I, if I kind of make it make it a fun thing, then I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go to Starbucks and read a little bit or, you know, they're out. we have a, a pond where we live. So I'll go out by the pond and sit and read and that kind of stuff. It makes mm-hmm. a difference for me. Absolutely. Now, 
let me let me get some of your best reading uh, recommendations because I know that I've um, you touched on it already. The the quote from Harry Truman, President Harry Truman, mm-hmm. is actually not all readers are leaders, but all leaders. Our readers. readers. <laughs> and I used to have a pastor that said yeah. the same thing all the time, yeah. all the time, because he wanted us to know that we should be leaders in the Christian faith. And so to do that, we needed to be in our Bible reading yeah. um, or reading, you know, people who taught explanations of what was going on in the mm-hmm. Bible, things like this. So another one of my all time favorite writers is Ray Bradbury, and he's a hero of mine. Now, in his early days, he he his family didn't have a lot of money. And so he'll tell the story of how he would go to the library to meet all of these incredible writers throughout history. You know, every everyone from Shakespeare mm-hmm. to Dickinson to, you know, Poe and, and all of these writers. And they were all just sitting there at the library waiting for him to come and sit down with them and just enjoy an afternoon. So let me ask you one of your best personal reading recommendations. I, I did, one came to mind because, like I said, I, I'm my son who's, you know, going on 14 and... I'm not against the content he's reading. I love that he's reading, but I, I want something that uh, it, it's teaching and it, it enriches his mind. And that's that's been he and I's our difficulty. So one is a book I read, and it was actually we like to watch Eagles football. So anybody okay. out there is not an Eagles fan, sorry. Um, but Nick Bowles did a book recently, mm. and. I told my son, if you read this, now he he has to prove that he read it to me. So he's, right, he's going right. to have to. I'm going to ask you maybe five or ten questions, and you know I need to know. So that's been working. That was when we recently did, and he read it, and he actually he said, he, yeah, it was kind of cool, Dad. I liked it. So um, that that was one. Again, more of a teenage level. Good mm-hmm. book. I mean, but um, it depends. Do you remember the title off the top of your head? Um, uh, Eagles Fly. Okay. i got to Google mm-hmm. it, I think. So, okay. Um, or, uh, yeah, I'll look that up. Yeah, we can include that in the show notes. We can, yep. we can add to that. <laughs> so, um, but, the, uh, but, that, but that's one example of, of things, like I said, trying to – I mean, if you get a good reader and then getting good content, because sometimes um, they may be reading, but, um, you know, what's it doing for them? So. I had, I, for some reason, my mind goes back to, I, it must have been like, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade. And there were two books I just love to read. And one is called The Giving Tree by oh, Shel yes. Silver, Silverstein. Yeah, that's a great one. And I don't know, there was, you can just, something where you can picture, you know, it's not a literal tree giving of itself, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know, just the creativity in it. And then um, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that book, but it's a great book. It yeah. really, Richard Bachman. Yeah, it really just oh, Bach, helped sorry. to expand my mind yes. a little bit and, yep. and be willing to take in different things. It's a great so, story. I really like that. Did you read that uh, when you were young? Yes. Cool. Okay. Yep. I didn't get around to that until Good a couple of years ago. So that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, that's Nick, cool, the Nick Foles book was Believe It, so I was way off. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like Eagles Fly. I you know. know. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I would, if you're a fiction lover, I would recommend anything from Lynette Eason. Oh, yeah. She, if you're female. I mean, I guess, guys. Sure. Did, I've read a little you, bit of her work, and yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite books is by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson called Dream Giver. Mm. And. I cannot read that book enough. <laughs> it's inspiring and encouraging, and especially if you've ever had a dream, it you know if you need to 
learn to dream. It's good to read. Mm-hmm. If you've had a dream and felt like it was taken away from you or you lost sight of it, it's good. It's really good to read. But it's it's just good all along the journey of fulfilling your dreams and your purpose. Yeah. So love yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a bunch of books that I've read that I that I could recommend, but I think one that I would really like that I would share with my kids um, might be uh, by Paulo Coelho, and it's called The Alchemist, and um, it was an incredible story. It was it was just really good, and it's wow. an, it's an allegory, but it's yeah. about again, it's about following your passions and yeah. your dreams, and um, when something a seed of something gets inside of your heart. Uh, you know, the, the great quest of going out and finding it. So it's a wonderful little story. But there are a ton out there. I mean, I yeah. would also recommend Choose Your An Adventure books. So there's that yeah. whole oh, I used to spectrum. Love <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. too, if you have littles, little yes, littles. Yes, little kids. Yep. So um, one book that needs to absolutely <clears throat> be in your library to read to your kids is called Love You Forever. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's the whole journey of, um, of a mama from... You know, be waiting for your little one to be here with you. And then mm-hmm. when you grow old and there's, you know, this, the story from start to end. And I used to say it and I bet my son Cody could still quote the end. Mm. I love you forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Oh, I read that one many, many, many <laughs> yes, times. Yes, right. <laughs> and I was just thinking it's the precious. same thing. What are, what are for, for the little ones and mm-hmm. the Llama Llama book? I mean, yes. I that one. That's a classic. <laughs> my daughter, when she went to the library, if anything had any animal, if it had a dog on it, uh-huh. she would read it. Yep. That was pretty much her criteria. <laughs> so it still does to some degree. Yeah. So. Yeah, there were those uh, books that came out almost every night at bedtime. And then, you know, we have read this four times this week. (laughs) Why don't we get another one? (laughs) You know, my mom and dad were very intentional about reading. And I don't know if you've ever heard of, they were popular in the 40s, believe it or not, Uncle Arthur's Bedtime Stories. I don't know. And each story had a biblical message, but it also had a life lesson kind of thing. So, for example, there was one called Just a Minute Janet. And Janet, it's time to do your chores. Just a minute, you know, mm-hmm. and everything she was asked to do, just a minute. And then at the end, she missed out on, you know, the special fun thing she was going to do. And her dad was like, okay, well, just a minute, you know. Right. <laughs> and, right. and then I give the scripture for it. And so, you know, my I could see where it wasn't the latest and greatest book when I was... Mm-hmm. Young, but it was intentional for what my mom and dad wanted to do with their story time or whatever. Cool. Well, I'm sure that we could d- dive into our personal wish or our favorite book lists all day long. I mean, they they yeah. range from what we read to our children, to what we experienced as kids, and and what we read as uh, as adults, and things that we would recommend to one another. The important thing that I think all of us have continued to say here is that. Reading to or with your young child will encourage them to explore books when they can get up to a reading level where they can explore what's appropriate for their age. And then as they start to spread their wings and go out into the world, they'll have a good foundation for how to choose quality reading material that's going to benefit them um, to expand their education, expose them to social issues, or introduce them to spiritual truths that they can then apply to their life. So. Let all of us just encourage you as a parent 
to continue to stay in there, read to your kids at night before bed, make sure that they've got a book in their hands when they're coming or going, and um, and then, of course, check in with them. Find out what it is they are reading about and what they're passionate about, and see if you can fill some of the gaps in their day with books that they will find pleasurable. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app, and you can get the latest podcast episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend. And we always welcome feedback and suggestions on new show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on this episode from our website, 887thebridge.com.